Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we're back in the podcast studio with a special guest, a former guest, someone who is part of the Project Purple staff, program manager, Vin Camp. Vin, welcome to the Project Purple Podcast once again. Well, good to be back. Um, first time on video here, so uh, let's get this down. Let's go. That's right. That's right. As uh, as Vin mentioned, this is our second. I am so excited now. People can see us, Vin. It's so exciting. Hey, I'm there's smiling. A whole new player to this, and so it's awesome. I, I am. I am. You you can tell how excited I am that now we have the option to to do these things on video. It's just awesome. Um, not that anyone wants to see us uh, in video, but I just think it's so awesome because now I hope and and you know you've been with the podcast since day one. It's kind of crazy, right? I think you're coming up on five years uh, yeah. soon, right? In August. But uh, I think, yeah, you were here when we started the podcast. Uh, I remember sitting there. <laughs> let's let's go down memory lane here for a second for our audience. So bear with us here. You know, we were sitting there in our old office, in the middle of our old office, which was our de facto conference room slash podcast slash uh, podcast studio slash everything with the one mic with uh, with two guests and uh, we had no video. And then I, I think like shortly thereafter, those guys who were doing that CrossFit podcast came in and yeah. interviewed us on like the weekend. Yeah. And was it, yeah. It was like on a Saturday or Sunday, we had to lock the door so the beep wouldn't go off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. The, the, the early days, right. It's kind of like how, you know, I mean, there's so many stories, but the one that just came up to my mind, cause I've read the book, shoe dog, you know, Phil Knight, you know, Nike, you know, probably the, the biggest sneaker apparel brand in the world, how he started, you know, selling sneakers, you know, out of his, you know, back of his, uh, of his car, out of the trunk of his car, he would just roll up to, to track invitationals and, and hawk sneakers. And then he would go home and make, uh, make the sneakers on a waffle machine, you know, just crazy. So there we were doing podcasts in the middle of our office on a Yeti mic with, uh, 10 people. That was, it was, it was really four. And then I think we had the way that it was set up. It would like feed right into uh, a computer. Like it wasn't yeah. even into like a, a mixer or anything like that. So pretty Very wild. Big. It was basic, and uh, Sam did a great job getting that, getting it all kicked off and, and going. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for believing, Sam, because uh, we've come a, <laughs> we've come a long way, and now we are on video, which is awesome. And and my point was, you know, uh, this has always been about raising awareness and amplifying that message. And clearly, now uh, the hope is here with video that you know people that wouldn't necessarily listen to us on their phones or at the gym or in their car. Now, when they're sitting in front of the computer, hopefully we'll watch and listen to the podcast via our YouTube channel. So awesome stuff. So we are excited. Vin, you're back. And we've got some exciting stuff to talk about. We've got a couple things happening here as I look at the calendar in less than three weeks uh, with our Golf Classic, the second annual charity Golf Classic and then we've got our push pull that just kicked off for 2022. But let's begin with our golf classic. So we are back. We are so excited. We've got a shorter runway this year because we moved the date from traditionally we did it. Well, not traditionally because it was really just one year. Uh, but last year we did it in September due to the pandemic. Uh, we thought, you know, a later date would be better for the year. And then this year with things 
kind of going in the right direction and also trying to take advantage of uh, of the calendar. And clearly we do a lot in the fall. If anyone knows what we do, we do a lot of marathons in the fall <laughs> this year. There's like four big ones for us this year um, from September to November. So we just felt it probably would be better to kind of shift things to the spring and give us a little bit of breathing room, shorter runway, um, but we're back. And it's good to be back. Like you said, shorter runway, but it's the beginning of golf season. Weather's starting to get nice up there in the Northeast, you know, hopefully with the temperatures changing, you know, and then, you know, golfers, they're itching to get out. So, you know, I think the change, though it has been a shorter like runway, like you said, I think it's, it's being very well received as we'll get into. Um, and we're excited to, to bring a lot more to this year's event. I think we have a lot of things lined up for the participants and, and guests. Uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting event and day, um, even with that quick turnaround. So let's talk a little bit about those changes because things are changing a little. Not only did we change the date, um, which we hope, like to your point, you know, it is earlier in the season. Uh, I think the weather's a little bit more predictable this time of year too. Like clearly, you know, September, you know, you could have snow. I mean, we've had snow here on Halloween. So as you get get into that fall, uh, later fall, you know, you can you can kind of really be kind of wishy washy. I, I know last year we had great weather. That was like I think the one thing we lucked out last year. We really lucked out. We we were we were prepared. We had a tent, right? We did a lot of stuff under the tent last year for the pandemic. And then also clearly because of the weather, the tent is back, but I think things are going to roll a little bit different and there's a lot of changes. So why don't we start talking about those? Yeah. Um, first of all, we're, we're pushing the starting time up and we'll get into why um, a little bit this year, I think an hour, half hour. So check-in is going to start at 10 and then we'll tee off at 1130. And this year, uh, we do have a larger field. Um, as of today, we have 124 registered golfers, up from 76 from last year. So we almost doubled you know, what our you know, attendance and golfer participation was last year. So we pushed that time up a little bit. We have much more golfers, but we're only going one format as well. Last year, we had two formats. We're just going with the scramble this year. Make it a little bit easier, uh, a little bit more on our end, a little bit more smooth running on the golfer's end, um, and to save on that time a little bit. Um, and then we have sponsors coming back. We've added some sponsors. So, you know, out on the course, you know, if you want some beverages, you're going to be able to get, you know, Sono Brewery and Tito's Vodka are both going to be out there this year. Um, athletic Brewing, if you're, you know, if you don't drink alcohol, Athletic Brewery is, is sending us some non-alcoholic beer that, you know, we're going to be able to give to all the golfers to sample and to have in their carts. Um, and then just the the amount of signage and stuff that we have. I know you went and visited the course, you know, um, there's going to be a bit much bigger presence of Project Purple this year, I think, which is going to allow us to, you know, talk to our participants more. It's going to allow us to, you know, present who we are, what we do, and and really get our message out that you know these golfers and participants can bring it back to, you know, their networks. Um, we've, we're also bringing in um, two additional contests in addition to our long drive and standard, you know, closest to the pin. So we will have a hole in one contest that's being sponsored by Minchin, um, you know, Buick and GMC. Um, down in Stanford. And then we're having a hole in two contest, which just came on the past week and a half, two weeks. 
Um, pretty excited about this one because it's going to be a real fun event, I think, for everybody. You know, us as, you know, being presenters there and watching it and volunteers watching it, but also for the golfers. So what this hole is going to be is that a professional long driver is going to come in and be stationed on hole one, the first par five you know, of the course. And they, golfers will have the opportunity to use that long driver's drive. And they're guaranteeing a 400 plus drive every time, you know, no matter where it is. Um, and if the, if the golfers hole out on that second shot, they will win a $5,000 Pebble Beach experience. Um, all inclusive um, details are, are, will be on the site once I get finalized details, you know, from them. Um, but that's, it's pretty exciting to, to bring that into, whereas last year we didn't have any of these contests to add a little bit of excitement to the event. So excited to have those things going on. And I'm excited to see this man or woman, uh, whoever gets sent, you know, drive these things. I've watched it on TV, but I haven't <laughs> never seen it live. So, so we'll see how they do. That's awesome. Yeah. And the other thing, we haven't even mentioned this yet, but we're back at Shorehaven Country Club, Shorehaven. which, right. you know, and I know you said, yeah, I was there a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I went and did a, you know, a kind of pre, I guess a pre-run through the course. Um, and what an amazing course that place is. I mean, for those golfers that were with us last year, or if you follow us on social media, um, you know, we had a lot of pictures and just, uh, it is just absolutely gorgeous. I know we're, we're somewhat biased because this is our second year going in there and, and last year was such a great year. But the views are just breathtaking. And, I, and you know, last year I did not really get an opportunity just because of, you know, kind of managing and running around. I should say helping, you know, manage everything and running around. But this, you know, three weeks ago was able to get on a cart and just kind of go through every hole. And wow. It's you know, a beautiful, beautiful Just course. the views. I mean, it's so for our listeners at home or our viewers at home, you know, it's a link style course. So if you know golf, you know, the the the, the holes run parallel to each other um, throughout the course, um, which kind of does compact it a bit, um, which is cool because we, we you can see multiple golfers. You can see a lot of the, 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 the action going on. But the views of Long Island Sound and then, you know, the neighborhood that it's tucked into, I mean, there's some magnificent homes um, in that area. Uh, but the views and the clubhouse and the undulation is just really wild. Um, how, you know, like kind of the as you get farther away from the, the clubhouse and the first holes and the ninth hole and the 18th green, it kind of goes uphill. So when you're in that back section, you're looking down almost. Um, at, you know, the clubhouse, and then you just got the beauty of Long Island Sound. And one thing I think, you know, kudos to the the team there at Shorehaven. I mean, it is a private club. Um, you know, they do an amazing job, you know, with the fairways, with the condition of the course. And um, they've, they have eliminated a lot of the trees over the past couple of years. And I even think, you know, from last year, from where we were in September to where we were, where we are going to be in June, there's a section of trees that were along 18 that they now have kind of taken out, which provide access to some amazing views when you're on nine going 
um, going down nine and then coming back 18. It's just really, really wild. And, and they've done some amazing stuff with the course. The course is in great shape. You know, here in Connecticut, we have had um, some great spring wet weather. <laughs> you know, in April, April was pretty wet. So the course is in amazing shape and, uh, you know, we are really looking forward to being back at Shorehaven and, and, you know, you said things are, are a little bit different this year than where last year, you know, the tent is back. We will be doing some stuff outside, but naturally with where we are with the pandemic, um, well, we're out of the pandemic. So, um, you know, we will be utilizing the indoor space and things will be a little bit different. As you mentioned, you know, with 1130 tee off time, there's a cocktail hour, uh, immediately following golf that will lead into. To our reception, which I'll just mention here. And then we're going to get into some things that, you know, for people that can't make it, but a little bit different this year, uh, we will be making, uh, we will be having a couple presentations, one we can't mention. Uh, so we'll hopefully be, be talking about that after the golf outing. Uh, but one thing that will be happening that we can't mention is, uh, is our first annual hall of fame induction. So we've got two, uh, pancreatic cancer survivors that will be inducted into the first ever, uh, well, it's the first ever hall of fame induction here at project purple. We're excited. I guess this is the first time we're talking about it here on our, on our podcast is, uh, we are creating a hall of fame, uh, which is, uh, is really exciting for all of us here at Project Purple to be able to, you know, honor some people, uh, two, two individuals that night that have really just, uh, you know, exemplified what the Project Purple ethos is and, and have allowed us to do some amazing things and continue to be a, a, a beacon of light um, in their communities for this thing that we call pancreatic cancer. So little bit different than last year. Uh, we will still have the auctions and the raffles and everything, all that stuff's still going to happen. Uh, but just, uh, really excited for those things. And then the other announcement that we will mention <laughs> at the, at the golf outing, we can't mention it here, but we'll, we'll have some really, really exciting news to mention. Hopefully we'll, maybe we'll do a podcast post on that as well, but then let's shift gears here a little bit because, you know, this is based here in Connecticut. So it's great for our local audience in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts. We've had people even fly in uh, from the Chicagoland area last year. So not to say that you can't fly in to come join us, but there are some opportunities that you can get involved with if you can't make it, right? And that is absolutely true. So the first is that, as you mentioned briefly, is our auction. So our auction is an online auction. We have some great experiences, some vacations, getaways, uh, sporting event type tickets available on that uh, auction. And that is going to not only just be open to the attendees of the golf outing, but that's going to be open nationwide because a lot of these things aren't local specifically to Connecticut or that you know tri-state New England area. Um, so that's something you guys can get involved with if, you know, you, you don't, you can register to be a part and see the items. You don't have to bid on anything if you don't want, but if you see some vacations or experiences that you want to take part of, no matter where you are, you can, you know, take part in that online auction. Uh, we'll get information out to you as we get a little bit closer on how to get involved in that. Um, and then the second part is what we had last year was our memorial row or honor row where right around the practice screen. Uh, we had the opportunity to honor and remember, you know, those that are maybe currently battling and those that we've lost, um, which is a real nice presentation right around that practice screen. Uh, we had a bunch of, you know, families 
you know, donate and to honor their loved ones around, you know, that, that practice green. And it, it made for a beautiful scene as those golfers were coming off. I forget what hole it was over by the, the no, it was the, like by nine, I think. Shot. Yeah. And they come off and, you know, they're seeing the names right there. And again, as I briefly mentioned earlier, it's just another reminder of why they're out there doing it. Yeah. They love golf, but it, it is a, also a charity event. And, you know, we're there doing this for a reason for our patients, for those that we've lost and for the future of this disease. And it's just a really good reminder for them. I think as they come by, you know, they see the names, they see, you know, what they're out there, you know, really playing this round of golf for. So two options and opportunities there that, you know, people that are not local, you know, can get involved and, you know, be a part of the event. So Vin, I just want to go back to the auction. So the auction, can I, can can I text Golf Purple to seven six two seven eight to get in line for the auction? You can. The auction okay. right now, you can see some of the items. The other items are getting loaded up, and you can register. And then once that goes live, you will have the opportunity to place those bids. But if you go on right now and text, you should be able to, you know, register see the items see what we have available and then when we launch it maybe i think it's going to be like a week before the event we'll actually make it live uh you can start bidding and and doing all that so it's a very um all-encompassing platform that we're using very user-friendly um so if you want to text that golf purple again i forget the number that you so just said seven yeah so it's we're going to ask everyone so if you're listening to this or watching this text the word golf purple all one word to seven six two seven eight again seven six two seven eight that'll get you uh it'll text you right back and give you the link to sign up and um, you can get set up so as the auction goes live you'll get text announcements so you got to opt in clearly um, it doesn't happen automatically but you know that's part of uh, you know any program that you do online or via text you got to opt into it so that allows you to opt in and then uh, once you're in you'll be notified when the auction goes live and as we add more auction items i think the other thing too vin if, if anyone's listening to this and and clearly they're a supporter or they've been impacted by pancreatic cancer or a supporter of project purple i should say you know, and they have the ability to maybe donate uh, sporting tickets or a timeshare or anything that they feel, you know, could help us with the auction. Uh, we still got time. This episode's going to air here in a couple days. And, you know, the, uh, the event's happening June 6th. So um, we can provide any type of documentation, um, you know, for the donation, for in-kind donation um, as well. So uh, that is also appreciated. So that's another great way if you can't make it um, and you want to provide an auction item, um, we're always willing to accept auction items from many of our supporters, donors, listeners, uh, viewers uh, to the Project Purple podcast for the golf outing. And then the other thing, Vin, what, for the memorial signs, um, do you think the best way, um, if someone is looking to put a memorial sign uh, out on the course for the day of the event, is it best to just email you directly? Yeah, I would say email me and then I can send you the link, um, you know, to, you know, get that registered and, and set up. Um, cause there are a few, you know, details. Obviously we want to know who it's donated by. We want to know, you know, your verbiage or who you want it in honor of. Um, and that really can be, you know, whatever you want. I know, you know, my family's doing one for my uncle and it's just going to say, you know, my uncle's name donated by, you know, the family, you know, the camp family. And I know others have done donated and part of a loved one and then said father, brother, uncle, cousin, and all that. So it can really be customized within 
I guess, within reason. Um, but best way would be to email me, finn at projectpurple.org, uh, and then I can send you, you know, the link to get that all set up and sign up for that. And it's V-I-N. V-I-N. <laughs> yeah. At projectpurple, all one word, dot org. Awesome. Awesome. And I think the other thing too, so clearly if we have, there's one last thing and we'll end this on the, the golf outing uh, note here is if there are listeners in the tri-state area that do want to make the ride that don't necessarily golf, but want to volunteer, we're always looking for volunteers, right? Like this is a big event. As you mentioned, there's going to be over 150 golfers. Um, you know, we're going to have some guests coming in for dinner there's a lot of moving parts. Um, it just doesn't happen with the three of us here at the staff and our interns. So we always, we are always welcoming and looking for volunteers. So if anyone lives in the, uh, the Connecticut area, Massachusetts, like I said, if you're dry, if you can drive and get here, I know last year we had some volunteers come down from Massachusetts, from New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Uh, we had a great group of, um, ambassadors come and help us, uh, from our ambassador program. And then, you know, volunteers from all over the area. So if you are looking to help out, um, which is tremendous support, um, you can, and I would say, again, reach out to Vin, V-I-N, at projectpurple.org. That's probably the best place to uh, coordinate that. Yeah. And you don't need to you know, be there the whole day. If, it, if you have a few Correct. hours to spare for helping set up or break down or... You know, even if it's, you know, during the day somewhere, we can, we'll have something, you know, for you guys to do and, you know, to be a part of the event. So if you can spare a few hours, uh, I would say, you know, and you, and you want to get down there, uh, just let me know. Awesome. Awesome. All right, buddy, let's shift to push pull 2022 and, uh, excited. This is, uh, our sixth year. Is that right? Sixth, 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 year. Yeah. sixth year of the program, man. And, and, you know, this really started, if, uh, if we look back just really quick chronologically, you know, six years ago with three gyms and, uh, expanded, you know, we, we have hit a road bump, um, you know, that thing called COVID and the pandemic, which impacted so many of our gyms and our partners, you know, in the fitness space, unfortunately, but, there is kind of a a bounce back here, like a rubber band kind of where we're we're starting to see gyms, you know, go back to normal, you know, clearly as the pandemic has has now been um, you know, it's over, uh, technically, I guess, from the experts. So um, you know, we're starting to see people work out again, which is awesome to see, right? Like anyone getting in shape, doing something positive. But you know, the the program really evolved. And I think you and I talked about this at length and for our audience listening at home and, and watching, you know, I think that the, the really, we always try to pull out the positives, right? And, and that's a lot of what we do here, right? We deal with a very uh, negative subject with pancreatic cancer and where families are and, and how that impacts them and really try to turn that into a positive and helping others and, and funding research and helping to find a cure. But if you look at, you know, the push-pull program, you know, before it was all about like gyms, 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 you know, being in, in a gym. And then we saw that evolution with the pandemic of like, you know, a lot of people working out from home, people having garage gyms and, you know, the other variations of, you know, it was very heavy CrossFit. And then it got into, you know, the other type of brick and mortar fitness communities. And so it's really wild how this thing has grown and expanded. And and now we're starting to see kind of the, you know, the, all that hard work that was through the pandemic, you know, with, uh, you know, people doing workouts outside because they couldn't work out inside and the restrictions that were placed in that. So it's kind of exciting to see 2022 and how the program has evolved. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, like you said, you know, starting, I know when I came on, it was already in place, uh, you know, five years ago. Yeah. I think I came in, in the third year. 
Um, but to see the growth, you know, from those year three, four, five, uh, three, four, uh, was really exciting to see a lot of gyms, you know, were getting involved, the community CrossFit and non-CrossFit were starting to you know, know who we were and starting to realize, you know, who we were and what we were doing and, you know, the impact we were having. Um, and then, you know, it evolved into, like you said, with COVID and all these gyms shutting down, it evolved into, you know, you don't have to be a CrossFit to do this thing. Uh, it can really be anybody. Um, we had trainers just that were affected post a workout online. Um, we had some athletes come on, you know, in the CrossFit space and non-CrossFit space, you know, that wanted to, you know, do an online workout. So whereas the essence of the program, you know, it's still, we have a workout, you know, that we suggest, you know, that was our, that your baby, you know, when you started it back at CrossFit Bethany, um, which we still have that same workout, which we recommend it's a burner. It's 20 minutes. It, it, it hurts. It's what we want it to do. Um, but if you're not a CrossFit gym, if you're an orange theory or a member at an orange theory, if you, you know, just go to, you know, for lack of a better term, like the Globo gyms and, you know, they have classes, if they're able to, you know, have their boot camp class do a benefit or a fundraiser workout, we can do that. And you're able to be able to do that. If you're a trainer or, you know, somebody that does this online coaching world right now, which has become a huge, you know, it blew up, you know, obviously during COVID, all these online coaching and online Zoom classes or whatever, you know, platform people are using. If you want to host an online workout for the community at large, you know, we have that opportunity as well. So it's evolved into a much broad audience, which I think just lets us reach more people, lets us help more people at the end of the day. So whether you're a CrossFit, whether you're just a mom and pop gym or a Globo gym or one of those, you know, Orange Theory burn boot camps, spin classes. You know, we had a few spin classes. I know we took one uh, a couple years back, you know, uh, down in Fairfield. You know, if you're just a, you know, one of those spin bike classes, you know, anything, you know, we can make happen and make work. Um, if you're not, if you don't want to host the workout, you can just register as a fundraiser and do fundraising. Um, so it has evolved into an all encompassing, you know, event slash campaign. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the way I'd sum it up, Vin, is, is just fitness, right? Like, I think our, right. our run-walk program, you know, is clearly designed to, you know, have those runners and walkers, um, whereas, you know, everything fitness falls into the push-pull. And, and yeah, it did start in a CrossFit gym um, many years ago, you know, there up in Bethany. And, you know, there's that one workout that, you know, we've designed and, you know, people don't have to follow that. I mean, it could be anything, right? And and, and that's kind of the the beauty of that program is that it really allows you as the fundraiser part slash participant to either follow the prescribed, you know, recommended, or I wouldn't even say recommended because that kind of seems like you have to do that. But, you know, there is a workout. But if you feel like, hey, like you want to do a different type of burner, 10 minutes, you know, row, bike, um, ski erg, or, you know, whatever your gym has access to, the whole idea is around is raising awareness in the fitness community. And I, I think that's really the home run in this is like, you know, being able to amplify the message of, you know, helping people battling pancreatic cancer, finding, you know, a cure, early detection, 
you know, helping Project Purple do that, but going at it from a fitness mentality of, you know, not running a marathon, not doing a walk. Like now we have those programs through our marathon program and our walk program. You know, and then we've got our challenge program, you know, on Facebook with all these challenges, you know, and, and so that's the great thing about this. But if you want kind of that more structured workout and whatever your workout is, even if it's like bar or yoga, like push pulls the way to go. Right. And so that's, I think the the evolution of this has really kind of been cool to see because I think in the beginning, like, yeah, we were kind of focused and that was kind of the box we wanted to be in, not to use kind of an analogy because CrossFit gyms are called boxes. You know, we wanted to stay in those boxes, but then, you know, the evolution of it and clearly, you know, CrossFit isn't for everyone. And I learned that really early on, um, you know, so I think that's the, the beauty of the push-pull program is it's really fitness, um, you know, designed, whether it's done in your house, in your garage or at your brick and mortar gym, whatever that brick and mortar gym may be. Right. And like you said, we have that suggested workout, um, you know, but gyms do different workouts. So if, if you don't want to interrupt your routine or your, you know, a lot of fitness individuals have a structure that they go through, yeah. you know, they have a, you know, a workout program, whether it's a CrossFit or not, they have a workout program. Um, you can adjust it. You can, it, you don't have to use that workout. You can continue to use whatever workout is on, whatever day you choose for the year. And that can just be your fundraiser workout, uh, which adds, you know, a lot of variability to it or flexibility to the workout. Um, and it has kicked off, like you said. So the first event is June 11th, uh, in the city CrossFit union square. Uh, and they're off to a great start. I think it's going to be a great, you know, kickoff event. Um, you know, that they're doing down there and, you know, they have a lot of registrations, a lot of participation, you know, coming through right now. So they're, they're kicking it off. And like I said, it can be any day of the year. It, it doesn't have to be today, tomorrow, November, which is pancreatic cancer awareness month, you know, gyms can fit this into whatever schedule they have or whatever they have on their calendar. Hey, the, so I, I want to close that, but I, I, I got an, we got another thing here. We want to talk about our in-house virtual events, but the best way to learn more about Pushpull, naturally our website, projectpurple.org. And as we mentioned before, we gave out Vin's email for the golf. He also runs the Pushpull. So you can reach out to Vin at projectpurple.org. Real quick, before we end this podcast, we've got a virtual event. This year, we have four virtual events through our virtual event series. Uh, it's a really cool one. It's back for the third year now. Uh, kind of crazy to think three years that we came up with this idea, but Dino's Double, not named after me. There is, you know, everyone thinks, oh, it's named after you. No, it's named after a dinosaur because we're trying to make pancreatic cancer extinct. So you get the theme, Dinosaur Dino's Double. And so uh, that's happening the weekend of June 25th and 26th. Um, the cool thing that we did this year is we have a virtual series. So if you do each of the virtual series, and there's even now a way to sign up for all three that are remaining, Dino's Double, the Work Harder, and then our Turkey Trot, um, you get a combined medal at the end of the year. Um, but this is really a great opportunity because they're 100% virtual. 
you know, anyone in the country can get engaged, build community, build teams, do this on your own, do it together, go to your favorite park. Um, and the great thing about Dino's Double, it's only two miles, right? Like, so anyone can do it and you can run, walk, jog. Uh, I mean, we've had people break these things down. I mean, clearly two miles if, you know, again, if people are, you know, they want to do a mile a day over the weekend and do one on Saturday, one on Sunday, uh, depending on their, everyone's physical level is going to be a little bit different, but the whole idea is help amplifying, get out there. Um, we also have our signature t-shirt back again this year, Vin, right? Yes, we do. A little bit different, um, but the, the theme, the dinosaur, he's there again. And, you know, there's a shirt available. Uh, you know, there's that registration option for the shirt. You know, there's two registration options. One of them, you know, comes with the shirt and being able to get that medal at the end. Uh, so he's back, you know, in a little bit different way on the shirt this year, but uh, just as something, you know, to that you can wear, you know, if you register in enough time, uh, you can get that shirt and wear it on the day of the event on, like you said, either that 25th or 26th. Awesome stuff. And you, and our virtual program is great. You get bibs, customized bibs that get emailed to you. You can print them off. Um, there's ways to upload photos. I know we, you know, in the past, um, I don't think we have that set up for Dino's Double, but our other event, you know, we have winners first, second, and third based on their time that they submit. Uh, so it's really, really great. Again, go to our website to learn more about Dino's Double. It's under our virtual events tab. So a lot of great things happening here over the next couple of months. I know our fall is always really big. You mentioned Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month in November, but we've got a lot of big races happening this year, but our spring is as equally as large. We've got a team at Grandma's Marathon as well in June. So uh, so really exciting for the things to come up. So Vin, anything else to add? Um, you were mentioned in November. So I'm going to throw a little plug to our Shine the Light campaign. So if anyone's out there, last year we, we started the Shine the Light, um, which we asked local businesses, landmarks, health homes, neighborhoods to light up purple for pancreatic cancer awareness day um, or a specific period of time that they were willing to do during the month of November. Uh, we're back and bringing that again this year. Um, we have a pretty good list starting to build up. Um, kudos to Pam and you know some of our other ambassadors that are really fronting and you know running with this program. Um, but we have a lot of good you know, landmarks this year that are coming on and new. So if you are in a state, um, our goal is to try to get one landmark per state. Um, could be pretty lofty, but I think we can do it. Um, we're off to a good start, but if you know, if you're in a state that you know, you you think there's a pretty cool landmark, um, reach out again. You can send me an email again, Govin at ProjectPurple.org, um, and I can get you the information and, and give you our tips on how you know we're reaching out and specific things to say or who to ask for type of things with the Rex department or Department of Transportation type of thing, whoever it may be. Um, or even if it's local businesses, you know, that want to light up. Um, so we're looking for it to be a real big campaign this year. We're going to add that potential fundraising aspect to it. Um, but it's really an awareness event. Um, you know, the fundraising portion hopefully picks up this year as people see that we're lighting things up and what we're doing, but that is out there month of November, uh, November, is it 18th this year? Do you know, or 17th? Yeah, I think it's 18th. 18th. Yeah. Um, is world pancreatic cancer day. Uh, so we're asking people, you know, to light up and get as many landmarks and neighborhoods light up purple, uh, you know, so we can raise that critical awareness for, for this disease. Awesome stuff. 
Make sure to follow us on social media for more details on that as we get closer to that. And as always, as we've mentioned on this podcast multiple times, if you're interested, reach out to Vin, Vin at projectpurple.org. He can connect you, uh, kind of connect the dots and then fill in all the blanks on that program as well. Vin, thank you for being a guest on the Project Purple podcast once again. That purple coat that, you know, for the, for the, you know, if you ever watch Saturday Night Live, they always have like the coat that they give for the people who are on like 10 times. Vin's getting up there, you know, to get his own purple coat for being the, the, the guest that's been on the podcast the most. So you're working towards that. Uh, I think, I think we, we set a limit. You have to be on the podcast at least 15 times, but you're, you're getting close. Got to that. A few more to go. You got a couple more to go. <laughs> Thanks for being a guest on the podcast once again. My pleasure. Thank you to our audience for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share this podcast and please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe now to our YouTube channel because this is on YouTube now, which is so awesome. And thanks again for listening. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. Until next time, please be safe. Be safe.